to recover a magnificent ruby known as the Eye of Buddha from Morton Rand, who had stolen it from wealthy Timothy Eden, Charlie Chan tracked Rand from Honolulu to his hideout at the cattle ranch of Malcolm Boyd on the island of Maui. Disguised as Ah Kim, a Chinese cook, Chan hopes to regain possession of the stone and slip away undetected. But he is recognized, captured, and left under guard. Regaining his freedom by a trick, he tries to arrest Rand and Boyd, in the fight which follows, Boyd is badly wounded, but Rand escapes. As our scene opens, Chan is kneeling beside Boyd, who is just regaining consciousness. So sorry it were necessary to get you, Mr. Boyd, instead of what Rand. Happy to inform, however, that investigation disclosed damage to be comparatively unimportant. Mere wound in shoulder which with uh, proper care will soon heal. Well, you, you, you got me, Chan. Now what are you going to do with me? After I have completed dressing wound, we shall return to Honolulu. There, I am afraid, you will have to answer for wrongdoings. You're not going to take me like this, are you? Reluctantly compelled to do so. But I, I can't... Go... Did contemplate remaining in attempt to track down Mr. Morton Rand, but now realize that there are infinitely subtler ways of accomplishing same. Therefore, must leave this unwholesome vicinity with all possible speed. Ah, ah, there. Wound temporarily taken care of, 
with uh, necessary apologies for strictly amateur surgery. Now, must request your cooperation in putting you into saddle. Can you? You can't do this to me. Not only can, but will. But, but listen, I'll... Unless cooperation is instantly forthcoming, we'll be reluctantly compelled to use sterner methods. Okay. You win. Put the foot in that. Take it easy there. Now that that are accomplished, comes still greater task. Must now, completely unaided, manage to hoist my unwieldy bulk into saddle of unfortunate horse. Hey, there are times when I feel certain I have select wrong profession. Energy expended equal to toiling for a full day with pick and shovel. Now, Mr. Boyd, please, start your horse in direction of town. You and I have important engagement in Honolulu. Timothy Eden on the beach at Waikiki. And now, as they linger over their coffee, there is much discussion concerning the outcome of Charlie Chan's perilous visit to the island ranch of Malcolm Boyd. I have the most awful premonition. A feeling that something terrible is, is wrong. Nonsense, Nancy. Just the same, I tell you. You don't mean you're losing faith in Chan. No, but I don't see how he can possibly. I've worked yeah. side by side with Inspector Chan for years, Miss Adams, and I've never seen a nervier man in an emergency. Or a cooler one. But one man, single-handed, against a gang like that. Oh, you shouldn't have let him go, Inspector. <laughs> you don't know Charlie, Miss Adams. He has his own way or else. If I'd forbidden him to go, he'd have resigned from the department and gone on his own hook. And when he came back... You say when he came back. But what you really mean is if he came back. Nancy, I don't see why you take such a pessimistic attitude. Neither do I. I promise you this much, Miss Adams. If anything's happened to Charlie... I'll make Morton, Rand, and Boyd and his entire outfit awfully hard to find. And I'll promise you something, Commissioner. If you don't, I'll try to replace myself and bomb that whole crooked crew right off the face of the earth. <laughs> Hear that, Danny? And that's the girl you're trying so desperately to marry. <laughs> <laughs> you can laugh if you want, but I'm thinking more of, the, of Charlie. After all, he is a married man with a wife and, and ten children. Eleven, Miss Adams. Oh, well, that reminds me, Mr. Eden. Yes, Commissioner? Just before I left my office, I had a call from Lee Chan. The youngster that was with us at the Maritime Hotel? That's the one. He's Charlie's oldest boy. And he's as bright as a steel trap. Said he had to see me. I didn't want to delay your dinner, Mr. Eden, so I told him to meet me here. I wouldn't have done it except that he insisted it was important and that it had something to do with your jewel, the Eye of Buddha. Well, I'm glad you did, Commissioner. Of course, you can understand how anxious I am to get the stone back. I certainly can, sir. I told you some of the things that have happened to me since owning the ruby. Well, I had a cable from the mainland today. Was it... Was it bad news, Daddy Eden? Harvey James is seriously ill. Uncle Harvey? Why didn't you tell me, Daddy Eden? I didn't want to worry you, dear. Well, what's the matter with him, sir? Once again, the doctors are fumbling in the dark. They don't know. He just grows weaker and weaker. And... They're afraid they can't save him. Oh, no. Who is this Harvey James, Mr. Eden? My oldest and most trusted employee. 
He's been the general manager of Eden and Company for many, many years. I don't know what I'd do without him. Supposing for a moment that there is something in this story about the curse that's supposed to follow the jewel, why should it strike at him? Strangely enough, Harvey was the man who began the negotiations which led to its final purchase. Excuse, please, but Mr. Lee Chan here to see Commissioner Williams. No reason why I shouldn't talk to him right here, is there, Mr. Lee? None at all. Show him in, Mondo. Yes, sir. Wouldn't it be strange if Chan had taken his life into his hands all for nothing? What do you mean, Danny? Well, it's just possible, you know, that he's on a wild goose chase. Maybe the jewel isn't where he thinks it is. Things like that happen every day in our business, Mr. Rand. We get a hot tip, we travel a thousand miles to track it down, and while you're doing it... Mr. Lee Chan. Oh, come in, Lee. Glad to see you. Hello, Commissioner. You know Miss Nancy Adams. How do you do? And Mr. Eden and Mr. Dennis Rand, don't you? Oh, sure. Hello, everybody. Hello. Well, Lee, what's it all about? You sounded pretty excited when you called me. I got a line on a guy that knows plenty about the ruby, Commissioner. Where did you get it? Well, sir, I was in, well, in a place this afternoon. What sort of place? Oh, just, you know, Commissioner, just a place. I'm waiting, Lee. Well, sir, I, I was playing pool in Fu Wong's joint. I mean, place. I and... thought your father told you not to play pool. Well, he did, kind of. And I also thought he told you to stay away from places like Fu Wong. Yeah, but don't you see, Commissioner, if I hadn't gone there, I'd have never found the Eye of Buddha. You found the jewel? Well, not exactly, but I know who's got it. You do. And that ain't all. I know where he lived. Nice work, kid. All right, Lee. Spill it. Well, I was playing pool with Jimmy Young and Harry Key and a couple other fellas when a funny-looking gink comes in and starts talking to Fu Wong. What do you mean, Funny-looking. Well, he was big and fat with an awful red face, and he had a derby hat tilted down over one eye, and he was smoking a cigar. The moment I look at him, I know there's something pony about him, so I don't say anything to the fellas, but I just put up my cue and ease over to where I can hear what they're saying. And what were they saying? The big guy stalls around for a couple of minutes, and then he tells Fu Wong that he's a pal of Marty Harris, and that Marty Harris has told him that Fu Wong is the right guy. Oh. Fu Wong never tips his mitt. He just listens. And pretty soon this bird comes right out in the open. Yes? He asks Fu Wong if he can wise him up to where he can get rid of a hot hunk of jewelry. Fu Wong says what kind of jewelry, and the gink tells him a ruby. Wonderful. Yes, yes, and then what happened? Fu Wong is still playing dumb, see? So he tells this bird that maybe he can do something and maybe can't, and where can he reach him if he wants to talk to him? So the gink tells him his name and where he's living. Could you hear what he said? I sure could, Mr. Eaton. His name is Dan Marvin, and he's living at the Maritime Hotel. Uh-oh. That awful place again. What do we do now, Commissioner? Excuse please. Inspector Chan is here. Charlie! Good. Well, now we'll get someone. Bring the inspector right in, Mondo. Yes, sir. You see, Nancy, what a lot of time you wasted worrying? <laughs> you don't ever have to worry about my pop, Miss Adams. He's the antelope's adnoid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Return of unworthy self calls for such extreme jubilation. Well, mighty bad to see Hello, Hello so Inspector. What luck? Before uh, narrating tale of journey, must first inquire reason for presence here of my insignificant number one son, Lee Chan. Lee's just brought us some great news, Inspector. Oh. The gods have method of their own of balancing scales. News which I bring are most unhappy. Mr. Morton Rand, have escaped. Don't let it worry you, Pop. We've located the ruby. Permit me to inquire where? Lee says there's a man at the Maritime Hotel trying to dispose of a hot stone. Who is this man, please? His name is Dan Marvin, Pop. Same are not familiar to me. Well, we'll find out soon enough who he is. But now tell us something about yourself, Charlie. Now, wait a moment. 
Have you had your dinner yet, Inspector? Unfortunately, no. Oh, Inspector Chan, how thoughtless of us. You must let me get you something I'm at most once. grateful for gracious offer of hospitality, but I am compelled to reject same. Do not wish to interrupt joyful social evening, but must suggest we pay immediate visit to Mr. Dan Marvin at Maritime Hotel. Again, the trail leads to the Maritime Hotel. First, Deacon Jessup, then Morton Rand, and now Dan Marvin, all connected with this sinister spot. Through his son, Lee, it looks as though Charlie Chan is really on the hot trail of the jewel. the next exciting episode of The Adventures of Charlie Chan.